0: I interview successful industry professionals and share my personal journey to becoming a travel agent. The show is for aspiring travel agents and travel professionals at every level. My mission is to uncover the universal keys to thrive in this business. Join me as I take a closer look into the life of a travel agent. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of the travel agent podcast today we have such an amazing guest his story is amazing but i'm gonna let you uh tell them about you so it's over to you
1: <laughs> thanks thanks lynn uh so my name is tom carpenter uh and i uh, am one of the founders and owners of huckleberry Travel. Uh, started the business about three years ago with my husband David, and uh, in just three years we've grown pretty quickly, um, and we've we've got a, a sub agent out on the West Coast. We're based in Brooklyn, New York, and um, really really excited to be here and uh, and to to chat with you.
0: I am so excited to have you on. So, as I ask all of my guests, how did you get started?
1: Yeah, so we were. So uh, I I have a background. I'm stuttering here. (laughs) I have a background um, as a lawyer. I was a, a union side labor lawyer in the entertainment industry mostly for about 25 years, more than that, actually. And I was starting to feel kind of the burnout of practicing law and helping people solve problems that they have at work. And and my husband and I were talking about um, the fact that we're friends with a lot of small business owners in our neighborhood, uh, people who own bars, restaurants, real estate agents, insurance agents, things like that. And and we were thinking about, you know, what could we do, you know, just kind of as a side hustle, something entrepreneurial that connected with things that we were really passionate about. And and we both really love travel. Um, we've been to every continent together, including Antarctica. And so we, uh, and we, and we'd actually, you know, gotten lots of inquiries from friends about, oh, when you did that South Africa safari, how did you do it? Where'd you, where'd you go? Who'd you plan it with? And so we started thinking that maybe it would be worthwhile for us to kind of investigate what it would take to start a travel business. And uh, so we started doing some research and we found a a really great host agency and learned kind of about the the host agency model, which seemed like it would be a a really easy way. You know, there was a low bar to entry, but, you know, we would have the support to, to really build a business that was kind of the build it the way we wanted to build it. And we found a host agency that would support that. And so we um, started to put together a website, um, started the training program through our host agency, which is Uniglobe Travel Center, really passionate about Uniglobe. They've been fantastic to us. And uh, about three years ago, we did our soft launch on Facebook. And within two hours, we had our first clients. And it was a family of four that wanted to go to the Galapagos. And it was a commission check with a comma. (laughs) <laughs> and we, uh, we were off to the races, and we've been busy ever since. And so earlier this year, uh, I quit my quote-unquote stupid day job, as I used to <laughs> call it, uh, and I'm, I'm now um, working on the travel business full-time so that
0: is such an amazing story like i love how people get into it because all all of our stories are different but it all like boils down to like just you have to have a passion for travel to want to be in this business because it's
1: for sure yeah it's
0: not easy and um earlier we're talking you said you're on your third year i was like that's the sweet spot that's what i found (laughs) is the third year is the sweet spot so congratulations for quitting your stupid J-job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, 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 I have to say, like the thing that I, I find most gratifying about this, I mean, this has been a big year. So I, I stopped working at my job in, in March and just my stress level plummeted. And that's not to say that, you know, being a travel advisor isn't stressful because it definitely can be. But, you know, there's something about working for yourself and being your own boss and being accountable to your to your business and to your business partner that's different from being an employee and being account- accountable to somebody else and so i really um you know I, I was never the kind of person who could quit a job without having another job lined up and <laughs> my last job was so stressful that suddenly i've developed a new capacity you know um and uh and, and i'm just i've just been really really happy with the with the change so
0: it's funny how things change we 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 start out one way, and something magical happens, and all of a sudden, we can quit jobs that we thought we never could. I'm right
1: there with you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, for sure.
0: So, since you've been in it um, the last three years, what is something that you wish you would have known when you first first started?
1: Wow, I mean, so I think I think anybody who gets into the industry, it's not very long into your your business that you realize that you don't know what you don't know and uh, there's so many things that there's so many things that um, that that we learned just in the first few months about how the industry works you know the fact that you know I think we had the same question that a lot of people have when when they talk to us about booking travel for them Um, you know our clients come to us new clients come to us and they've, they've got a trip that's kind of exotic Um, We don't do a lot of cruises, maybe 30% of our business is cruises. Um, We don't do a lot of all-inclusive resorts. And I know that's the bread and butter for a lot of travel advisors. But for us, most of our clients are looking for premium or luxury FIT travel. And it's usually because they want to do something really exquisite and unique and authentic and immersive and destination-focused. And they're not quite sure how to go about it because they're nervous about traveling someplace where they don't know the language or the culture. And so those are the clients who come to us, and when they come to us, they usually say the thing that everybody says, which is, we didn't even know travel advisors still exist, or travel agents still existed. And and we say to them, well, yeah, you know, in this day and age, sure, you can book travel on the internet, but that's not what we're about. Our mission is to really take care of our clients before, during, and after their trip. So... We've got relationships with the travel suppliers. We've got uh, the ability to step in, and if something goes sideways while you're traveling, we're you know we're going to be there to to try to fix it. And um, you can book travel on the internet, but you know if you get in a jam, the internet's not going to return your phone call. And if you if you need something at two in the morning, you know good luck getting somebody on the phone to be responsive. If you've you know booked on Expedia or Travelocity or whatever, so when once we explain explain that to people and they kind of see what our value is, you know it's really all about the personal service and the personal connection. Um, so uh, so we really try to try to highlight that.
0: It's funny you said that. I find myself having to explain it often. I was literally at dinner on Wednesday, and I was sitting at the bar, and I told somebody I was a travel agent, and they were like. Is that even a thing? And I was like, yes, it's a thing. And they were like, okay, enlighten me. And mm-hmm. by the end of the conversation, they were like, can I get your card? And I was like, yeah. yes. And I feel like as part of the reason I started this show is because I feel like we just don't articulate our value well as an industry, because everything is so kind of microwave and you can just do any and all things right. online. That doesn't mean that you should.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny, like, like that that thing about being at a restaurant or, or being at a bar, like we, I, I'm a big eat at the bar kind of guy. And so this is like, so if you want to know like what our marketing strategy is, it's usually like starting up conversations with strangers at the at the at the hotel bar or the restaurant bar or just the bar on the corner at your neighborhood pub, and it's it's amazing because we've forged these partnerships with other small business owners. They know what we do. We're regulars at the restaurant around the corner. Um, they'll partner with us on marketing events. They'll um, they and they'll refer like we've been sitting sitting in a restaurant at, where we know the owners, and. Uh, she, you know, the owner at this one particular restaurant in our neighborhood. A couple of weeks ago, she was checking in with the table. She overheard them talking about planning a vacation, and she said, "You know, you should go talk to those guys at the bar because they're they're travel advisors and they'll <laughs> and and they're really awesome and they planned my trip to the to the DR and um and you know she she's referred us to people and um we've been sitting you know sitting there having dinner and have new clients like walk up to us because somebody else in the restaurant knows us and and points them to us so
0: there's one bar here and people are like why are you always there like it's it's a place where everybody goes for like uh anniversaries and special occasions and i'm like no i go and sit at the bar because that's that's where i meet a lot of my clients
1: well and we uh, this is this is maybe not the best marketing strategy but (laughs) but there's a a, uh the the bar in our neighborhood um uh just that's just down on the corner it's just like a you know the neighborhood neighborhood pub they have trivia night every sunday and so we always go and uh and we call our trivia team the huckleberry travel team and and you know not to brag or anything but we win more often than we don't win (laughs) And uh, that turned out to be a really bad marketing strategy because we win so often that nobody else (laughs) who goes to trivia is ever going to book a trip with us because they're, because they're haters. (laughs) It's funny. I love it. Yeah.
0: So in the beginning, what is something that you kind of failed at that you are an absolute like rock star right now?
1: Oh, well, so, uh, so I think the first big, I had this, this really big trip early on. And the the great thing about Uniglobe, our host agency, is that they have this um, mentoring program, which is kind of like the way that they train agents who are coming into the business. So it's very customized. And, you know, if you want to focus on a niche or um, a particular area of travel, they really accommodate that. So, um, and we didn't, we didn't start off Thinking that we had and like we were like everybody else who's new, like you take the clients you get right, and and you're grateful to have them. And if they're a pain in the butt, you deal with it and you suck it up. And and then you know slowly as you get more used to to booking things, um, you get more comfortable telling clients, "No, I'm not. You know, that's really not. I'm not the right guy for that. Um, I've actually fired clients now, which is just such a liberating feeling." <laughs> But early on, um, early on, I had a, uh, somebody who was a personal friend of mine who came to me. They had she had a milestone birthday, and she wanted to plan a trip where it was three people for a week in Spain, um, you know, doing wine tastings in the Rioja region, and then she had eleven people who were all foodies who wanted to do a week in Portugal right after that, and then seven of them. Uh, seven people in Morocco for a week and they wanted to get on a camel and go into the desert and stay overnight at a Bedouin camp. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that. Um, But, but I did it. And uh, it was like, turns out I can, but you know, there were all these people coming and going at different times. And, uh, and the big mistake that I made is that I didn't just turn the whole thing over to, somebody else to put all the pieces together i did it all piecemeal I, I i booked every hotel individually i set up all the tours you know the sightseeing as a standalone thing and then i was the one who tried to integrate all those different moving parts to each other and it happened like i made it work but um there were there were some snafus along the way there was you know The Lisbon marathon happened while they were trying to get to the airport, and so one of their transfers didn't show up, they had to take a cab, almost missed their flight to Morocco. I mean, there there were just a lot of things that could have been so much more seamless um, if I hadn't tried to do it myself. I mean, basically I was planning travel like a muggle, you know, because I was not in the industry for long enough to know that there are people that you can just call up a destination management company and say to them, this is what my clients want to do, put it all together, Make all the pieces fit, and then give it back to me in a nice, pretty package with a bow, and I'll turn it over to my client. I did a lot, a lot of work, and um, and I and more work than the commission would have warranted. And so now I've kind of learned if I've got something that's really, really complicated that has a lot of moving parts, it's better to turn that over to a to turn, turn it over to one of my vendors, um, a vendor that I trust, who I know will line it all up rather than trying to do it piecemeal, and. And uh, that was a, a real lesson to learn.
0: So, and since you're talking about um, vendors, like what vendors do you trust?
1: Oh, i've I've got a I've got a lot of favorite uh, favorite vendors. I we we book a lot with G Adventures because they uh, they really focus on. If you don't know G Adventures, they're crushingly awesome. Uh, but they um, they really have a priority on traveling with a purpose, and we're we're big on sustainable travel. We um, we do we we charge fees, and part of our fee we use to calculate and pay for a carbon offset for our our clients' trips. So, um, and that's actually been a great way into fees. That's a whole other conversation I could have. Um, but but G Adventures shares our our goal of sustainable travel, and not just environmentally sustainable, but also socially sustainable, economically sustainable, culturally sustainable. So they have policies that. Um, as much money as possible that you spend on their trips has to go back into the local communities that you're visiting they support development projects for sustainable tourism so um, like in nepal they've got a a project where that where they train women who've been rescued from sex trafficking operations to work in the travel and tourism industry Um, when we traveled with them to morocco recently we went to this community restaurant that um, was also a literacy project where they're training uh, single and divorced women who don't have a lot of employment opportunities in Morocco to um, uh, training them so that they can get jobs in restaurants and uh, and in the tourism industry. They've got, uh, you know, it, I traveled with them to Peru and we went to a, a women's weaving collective. Um, we went to an agricultural project um, and and it just really, you know, it really helped. I I think it's just a a really special overlay to any trip. I mean, you can go around the world and see amazing things, but if you're connecting with the local culture and the local people in a way that's meaningful, that really makes a difference. I think so. Geo Adventures is all about that. Love them. We, uh you know, we've got we've got good relationships with a lot of other other travel providers too. I mean, we have we really I think one of the things that we enjoy most about our relationships that we have through the host agency is that we get so much support from our preferred suppliers within our host agency. And uh, they really um, have come through time and time again for us. So uh, in uh, in Asia, I like to, I, I book a lot with, they used to be called Buffalo Tours. They just changed their name to Discova or Discova. I don't know. Um, But they're, they're really great. They've bent over backwards for me. I just, I've got a a family of six coming to Costa Rica uh, with a company called Alluring Americas. And uh, they do luxury FIT to Central and South America. They have been amazing to work with, with some very demanding and difficult clients. They've, um, they've just been fantastic. So uh, I, I think they 're great as well
0: you yeah. hit on a topic that I think a lot of travel agents or advisors travel professionals in general are missing is relationships yeah. and it 's truly about building relationships the whole The whole industry is about building relationships and making sure that <clears throat> the relationship you have with your client and the relationship you have with your vendor um, all make this perfect little circle so that everybody's winning and um so many people are trying to do everything like yeah. I've, I've met a lot of travel professionals who still try to do everything on the internet and they're not talking to anybody
1: yeah and it's yeah. like <laughs> it's the uh, yeah picking up the phone and and calling somebody uh makes makes all the difference in the world and and meeting meeting people in person you know like it used to be that I well back when I was working my day job and balancing the travel business at the same time I you know I mean I would get emails from suppliers saying hey we want to come we'd like to meet with you and I used to turn those things down and and now that I have more time I I always take those meetings Um, even if it's a hotel or you know, a hotel and the sales manager is in town. You know, in New York, and wants to meet for coffee. Uh, I'll I'll do it. Sometimes there's free food. Hey, you know, take advantage of that, right? But but um, but it, it, you know, it's amazing what a little bit of FaceTime can do to um, help grease the tracks. And and I'll say again too that like a good host agency, not one of these multi-level marketing scams, but a good host agency um, that's reputable. Um, that really cares about their agents and their advisors, that, that can just be like a whole network of pre-built relationships that you can tap into right away. And Uniglobe has definitely been that for us. There are plenty of good host agencies out there. Um, Uniglobe is smaller than most. And I, I feel like when we joined Uniglobe, um, you know, we went to our first conference and if you do belong to a host agency, go to their conferences because um, that's where you meet the suppliers, that's where you meet the vendors, and that's where you meet other agents too. Because if you're in a host agency or a consortium like, you know, Ensemble or Signature, or, or if you're lucky enough to be in Virtuoso, right? You know, if you're in one of those consortia, there there are relationships there too. But in a host agency, you get additional leverage because you're, you've got collective buying power with all the other agents in your host agency. And so you're getting better commissions because you're, you you know, you might only book one Regent Cruise in your entire career, but you're going to be getting a better commission on that Regent Cruise than you would if you were independent, uh, because there are lots of other agencies in your host agents in your host agency that are going to, um, that are going to be booking region, and that's going to drive your commission up. So, so um, those relationships are really important. You get added amenities for your clients, you get preferred pricing for your clients, and you get better commissions for yourself. So, it's and if if you're in a jam and you need somebody to to um, grease the tracks for you, they're they're there to do it. So,
0: so what actually pushed you over the top with Uniglobe Because um, in in my travel agent Facebook group, a lot of people are just you know, they did research, but they just joined the one that they knew somebody, or they did the research and the one that had the the best uh, commission percentage, or didn't have a fee. So, what was your process to 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 go through Uniglobe?
1: Yeah, so I think I mentioned earlier, I, I'm a lawyer, and so I uh, and I actually I, I do have a which we, we can talk about on another podcast if you want, but I've got a I have a small law practice um, on the side that I still do just on my own, and and most of that has been. Um, advising other travel advisors about you know areas of risk or liability because travel industry is a you know a high risk industry, but um, but when I went when I did research for travel agencies or uh, host agencies rather, I uh, I really um, kind of narrowed it down to a couple of agencies that that. Really um, had good support for people who were new to the industry, that would give us the flexibility to build our business the way that we wanted to. We didn't want to like plug into a cookie cutter business with a cookie cutter website, and we really wanted to be able to do it ourselves. Um, and we wanted a, a good network of preferred suppliers, but we also didn't want to be penalized uh, necessarily if we went outside of that network of preferred suppliers to book. And Uniglobe hit all of those hit all of those spots for us. Um, you know, what we didn't know at the time is that Uniglobe is actually really selective about who they take. They don't just take anybody. And so while we were vetting them, they were vetting us. And <laughs> so, but, um, but, you know, the, th- the thing to remember about any host agency, and this is me putting my lawyer hat on for a minute, is that when you sign with a host agency, you're signing a contract with them. And it's really important for you to know what that contract says and what your obligations are. Um, are, you, are you allowed to book with a non-preferred supplier? Are you allowed to um, terminate your contract and move to a different host agency if you if you try it out and it's not working for you? Um, and so it's really, I, I would just recommend anybody who's thinking about getting into the business, I think you should talk to a lawyer who knows the, the industry before you start your business. But have a lawyer look at your agreement that you're signing with the host agency so that they can explain it to you so that you know exactly what you're signing on to. Because there are some scams out there too. And, uh, and just going with the first one that you find because you think the commissions look good, um, there are a lot of unknown unknown factors. But uh, go to findahostagency.com, go to host agency reviews. Uh, those are the two websites that have really good information about the different host agencies. And and I'll, I'll say that most of the host agencies that are um, highly recommended on those sites are reputable and above board, um, but they're all different too. They're different in terms of size. They're different in terms of what the commission split is. Um, they're different in terms of who their um, consortium is that they belong to. They're different in terms of who the, you know, who their preferred suppliers are and all of that information makes a difference. And uh, not every agency is right for everybody else, so.
0: Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you most excited about in your business and in your life right now?
1: Oh, I, oh, gee, wow. That's a lot. Uh, so, <laughs> like, we had a really good, I mean, this was a really exciting year for twenty, uh, for, 20 uh, for 2019. And 2020 is, you know, we're, we've got a lot I don't know i've got a lot of harebrained ideas for for my business and um and david the other half of huckleberry travel he uh he's got a deep marketing resume so i think between the two of us like i've got the crazy ideas and he's got the common sense <laughs> so um so we're, we're talking about a lot of a lot of different things that we want to do in uh in 2020 and we're actually starting to book travel into 2021 too which is which is pretty exciting but um but this year we're we're um Hosting a couple of uh, cruises, um, ensemble uh, travel group, which is our consortium, they have a hosted cruise program. And um, once you've been in the in the industry for a couple of years, they'll let you host a cruise. And um, and so we've got a, a sailing this summer on Holland America in the uh, Me- Mediterranean, and that's going to be um, something that we you know it's been selling pretty well. And so we're ex- we're looking forward to that. Um, we're going to be taking our third group to Alaska this year. For the last three years, we've had groups and they keep growing. So last year, we had about 45 people in our Alaska group. And I, I mentioned earlier, we don't do a lot of cruises, but we definitely, Alaska is kind of the entry point for us. We have a lot of clients who just you know have this preconceived idea that cruises are cookie cutter and, um, and not authentic and immersive. And then you know, when you talked about Alaska, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, but I I would do an Alaska cruise." And once they get into Alaska and they go on that cruise, they start to realize, "Oh yeah, this is actually a great way to travel." So, um, so we're building on on our Alaska groups. Um, I mentioned G Adventures earlier. Um, we we had a really great group with G Adventures uh in the fall and we're gonna try to build on that and do another uh, another couple of groups with them and then we're looking forward into 2021 um and um we're thinking about chartering uh a catamaran for the galapagos in 2021 um still trying to figure out if the pricing is going to work for us to do that but um uh, we've got that going on and then we're also like because we're really focused on um uh, authentic, immersive, destination-focused adventure travel, soft adventure travel. Um, there's um, an eclipse, a, sol- a total solar eclipse, in December of 2021, and uh, some of our suppliers, like um, Hertie Grutten and some of the expedition cruise lines, are planning on taking. It's it's a an Antarctica. The, the eclipse is going to be in Antarctica and like the Falkland Islands and around that area, South Atlantic. So we're we're looking at. Um, uh, making a marketing push to sell uh, Eclipse Travel because um, there's some some really phenomenal itineraries out there, and that sort of thing gets us really excited. So
0: awesome! I love it! I love it! I love it! <laughs> I'm sitting here like I want to go on a trip with you guys. Yeah, um. <laughs> well, we should plan
1: something. It's we the, should. You, you, well, well, we'll we'll both take out group space, and we'll and you, you'll you'll get your group, and we'll get our group, and we'll all have a big party.
0: I I think that's, I'm I'm actually going to write that down um, and I'm going to hold you to that because I think it sounds like so much fun. You have been an awesome guest. You have touched on so many different things that we are definitely going to have to do this again in the new year, which is two weeks away. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to get you on the schedule for next year because this was such a great conversation. Um, It was so great having you on your show. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing the interview. And I'm telling you, you can... You can just bet he's going to be on real, real soon. So, oh, where can so the much. audience
1: find you? So, uh, if you w- want to talk to me at Huckleberry Travel, I'm at Thomas at uh, at Huckleberry Travel. That's H-U-C-K-L-E, B-E-R-R-Y Travel, all one word. dot com. Um, I also have my law practices, uh, Carpenter Taylor. com, uh, and I'm at T Carpenter t-c-a-r-p-e-n-t-e-r at carpenter taylor.com uh and you can find me at either of those places and on facebook at huckleberry travel on twitter at hberry travel and instagram at huckleberry travel that's where we are
0: awesome awesome well thank you
1: again for coming on the show oh thanks so much Lynn. it was really really fun and uh, uh look forward to talking to you again very soon
0: thank you for joining the travel agent podcast don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Visit the travelagentpodcast.com for more information about today's episode and other travel agent resources. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for new episodes. Until next time, continue to build a travel business you love.